It's time for the old wrestling podcast. I am your host, CW. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to hit the bell on YouTube to get notified whenever new videos go up and subscribe to the podcast on any and all podcasting platforms. Today, we're talking about gatekeepers in professional wrestling. Who specifically am I talking about? Well, The Miz, really. Uh, I did a whole episode on The Miz, uh, The Miz Appreciation episode. Maybe I'll put that out tomorrow. It's just sitting on my hard drive. But I wanted to uh, jump ahead of that and talk about kind of his position in the card. I, I was going to say these days, but just in general. And then let's talk about, you know, some other people who kind of do what he does. Uh, and I don't know if anyone else does what he does. The Miz for the past nine months, it seems since really since Triple H uh, uh, start, uh, picked up creative. The Miz has been responsible for gatekeeping within WWE. Any and all like uh, NXT Triple H guys and gals who come through the doors seem to pass by The Miz first to almost get, I don't know, a stamp of approval. I don't know what the what the the, the deal is. The Miz is <clears throat> a professional. The man is a vet now. He is a, you know, he's one of the, he, I'm, I'm sure he's one of the locker room leaders, regardless of what people might say. He's been there, I don't know, almost 20 years now. Uh, he's, I mean, he's, he's in the trenches there. And it's strange. Like think, of, think back to when Johnny Gargano came back, Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, Candice LeRae. Uh, what, what is that uh, guy's name? Um, that just get, uh, Rick Boogs, like all these people. Well, Rick Boogs is not new, but he he's returning from a very lengthy uh, hiatus from injury, and all these people pass through the Miz. I I threw in Candice LeRae because she's you know attached to Johnny Gargano, and their whole Gar Gargano Loomis Miz sort of dust up had her sort of on the outset, like she was kind of on the outside looking in. But it was all, they were all pretty much in the same boat. Uh, but when Rick Boogs came back, no, no, let me, let me back up one. When Bronson Reed came back as like the, the hitter for the Miz in the Dexter Loomis uh, angle, which I think we can safely and thankfully say that's over com completely now, uh, thankfully. Um, but when he brought in Bronson Reed as like the the hitman to take out Dexter Loomis and everyone was like whoa you know he, he brought in Bronson Reed now and then the week after the uh Bronson was like no I'm not with him he paid me to come and do this so I'm gonna go do my thing now it was such a not a strange occurrence but it was certainly like a oh so Miz is just the guy who opens the door for you know new and returning talent to kind of get a face on TV put them uh, put them in a, I don't know, a safe space to kind of get over. Whether, it, I mean, Miz will always be a bad guy. Miz is not going to be a face anytime soon. So if you want to get somebody over you, it seems like they're just kind of buckling them to <laughs> the Miz's uh, rocket ship and just kind of letting them go. Granted, I don't see the Miz as you know, that, you know, wildly popular guy. I, I see him as like the most consistent dude 
And I think that's why they they kind of pair each other up. They pair these these people up with him because he's going to get them. He's going to get them over. He's going to get them through, especially currently with Rick Boogs, who doesn't need the Miz to get over. He got over really, really hard with uh, Shinsuke Nakamura last year uh, and the, the the year before, I believe. So he's coming in with I, I feel like he's they're moving him to Raw. And I think they see the split between Raw and SmackDown as a legitimate thing. So they were like, well, to get him over with the Raw audience, we have to pair him with someone who he can shine beside, right? He's not going to outshine them is, but he's certainly going to shine with him. And this past Raw, you know, Boos got to come out and beat up on a sniveling Miz who was, you know, already laid out saying he didn't want to, you know, wrestle. And then he just got to man, literally manhandle him. With, uh, uh, he, I think he did like a pump handle slam or something. He like, he like curled the Miz or something like that. He got to be the hero uh, and beat up the sniveling guy and then, you know, rock out, be the meathead that he, his, uh, his character is. So yeah, the Miz is, the, is there to just kind of put people over. It's a, it's a thankless role and it's, it's weird when it's such an obvious role. When you see, when you see the, like the matrix of it all, uh, triple H said back, what is it? The raw triple X raw 30. He said, booking is hard. He said it on mic and he's not wrong. Uh, there's only so many people you can use to kind of get over other people. And I, I said this yet on yesterday's episode. If we're in a in a position now where they are clearly defining like these, you know, five people are jobbers and these are, I, I hope they don't use that term backstage and no disrespect to anyone. Uh, I'm just using terminology. <laughs> um, these people are, you know, are there to kind of gatekeep and put people over like The Miz, uh, Baron Corbin, Mustafa Ali. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't even put Miz in there because Miz doesn't always lose. He wins sometimes. He won against Dexter Loomis. Uh, he cheated, but that's his gig, right? He's supposed to be the, the heel. So I, I've put the Miz a, a, a step above those guys uh, because he still wins like WWE championships. So I can't even call him a jobber. He is, he is legitimately on like a platform all his own, which I hope he uh, respects and and you know, embraces just so that he can have more fun with it. If he's like, yeah, I'll be that guy. And every once in a while, they'll, you know, chuck the WWE title on me for a week and a half before I do my job for someone else. That's awesome. You get rewarded like that. I think that's kind of what they do. They're like, here, you have like a year and a half worth of, uh, you know, putting over these new talent or, you know, getting over this old talent or, you know, getting Seth Rollins over, Seth Rollins over, whatever the case may be. And then we'll just strap the, the belt to you for a while. And then, so, you know, you'll do it. You'll do the job again, but you'll just rack up those wins and get that pedigree. But yeah, if we're in that, if we're in that current state of pro wrestling in WWE, where yes, we are currently defining who is just going to take L's and then who is, you know, kind of in the middle where they're not 50, 50, but they are certainly uh, putting over other people, new people who are coming in to kind of flesh out the roster. And then there are the top personalities. Uh, and I think I mentioned before uh, yesterday 
uh, chatting with Dad's First Time. Shout out Dad's First Time, twitch.tv slash Dad's First Time. It, it's an old school mentality when you have that clear definition of like local talent and, you know, people way down the card who are there to, to boost the win record of the people at the top. And then there's like the middle ground where they're like uh, battling for the titles, uh, like the intercontinental title back in the day, European title, all that stuff. And then there are the top guys and gals who are, you know, always in the championship picture. It's harder these days to have that clear definition because everybody has fans. Everyone's a superstar. That's their whole shtick. There are no more like quote unquote jobbers, but it's it feels like they're kind of getting back to that a little bit with some people, I would say some people. Um, and now that and I mentioned this yesterday, too. Now that, you know, someone, the, the team like Alpha Academy, who is a fantastic team and who take way too many L's for how good they are. And the maximum male models who take a whole bunch of L's for, I don't know how good they are. I, they never win, so I wouldn't know. But they're pairing them up for like this comedy angle, I think. And hopefully Alpha Academy gets to take a step above those guys and get over a little bit with uh, the maximum male models. Uh, because uh, they, they have, Outside of their, you know, their outside, their online vignettes, I don't see them doing crazy stuff. Anyway, what do you guys think of The Miz gatekeeping and who else is a gatekeeper in WWE or any other professional wrestling uh, faction? Let me know. Get in the comments. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell your mom. Tell everybody about this wonderfully short wrestling podcast. And don't forget... I'm your friend, but if I ever see you in the ring, I can beat you, don't you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah!